on the world and on satellite. Welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to talk about the Kingdom of God. We were talking on Blog Talk about the doctrines of Jesus Christ this morning, and those uh, doctrines are His doctrines, not our doctrines, not a particular church's doctrines, not a particular theologian's doctrines, but what Christ actually came to teach. And He was very specific about a number of things. He talked a lot in parables. And we can talk a lot about what those parables might mean, but what Christ actually was preaching, what he was actually telling us to do and not to do, is very specific. And I am astounded at the number of ministers that I can talk to and ask them, what did Jesus call the weightier matters? And not one preacher in the entire room could answer that question. It's very clear in the gospel what he talks about when he talks about the weightier matters that the ministers of that day should have been tending to, and the ministers of today could not even name these different uh, matters that Jesus thought were very important and ministers should have been attending to. And I'm not even going to list them off either. I do it all the time, but uh, we might mention it before the end of the show, but you should know that Christ was preaching a government of the people, for the people, and by the people. I don't know a civil government in the world today that is really a government of the people, for the people, and by the people, because a civil government is what the people establish for themselves, and that civil government often delegates power, relinquishes power of choice, into the hands of a few men who are not representatives, they're not a titular government anymore, they're an authoritarian government who can exercise authority and rule one over the other. We should not be doing that. Now, when I say that, that doesn't mean that you you have a total chaos where anybody can do whatever they want. It, it, that, you know, liberty doesn't mean you can just do whatever you want. You can be uh, held accountable if anything you do, do and anything that is done by you uh, causes harm to the rest of society or any individual member of society. You can go after those people and stop them from causing harm. And in a truly free government, that's what would happen you would begin to create an automatic social pressure in a government based on the precepts of Christ that would begin to make life difficult for those who are immoral. Uh, drug addicts, they couldn't go and collect welfare and still take drugs. Lazy people couldn't go and collect welfare from a government of moral people because the hand of the uh, 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 welfare system is directly tied to the people who are actually paying into it. Because in a free society, you tax yourself. You give to your government based on the Levites were the public servants. They serve the tents of the congregation. The word you see there translated as tabernacle but it actually is the word for tent. So when they say they serve the tabernacles of the congregation, they're saying they serve the tents of the congregation. They were the public servants of a government of the people, for the people, and by the people, created under the precepts of God. 
which is you have a right to choose and you must exercise that right or lose it. So the Levites were health, education, welfare. They were the FEMA uh, emergency, uh, faith emergency management auxiliary, ministry auxiliary for the people. They gathered the people together when there was a time of need and they helped one another out. And when there wasn't a time of need, when somebody was just being lazy, they didn't help them out. They had to go figure out some other way of taking care of themselves. Because nobody was going to be forced at the point of a gun to pay into a common treasury to buy the vote of lazy people who won't take care of themselves. People who don't want to take care of their bodies, adulterate their bodies with toxins and poisons because they're sweet in the mouth and sour in the belly, but they do it, and then you end up having to take care of them and forced to do so at the point of a gun. Now, even if somebody wastes their life and and doesn't take care of themselves and, uh, and squanders their uh, uh, energy and their rights away, when they are down on their hard luck, you could still help them out in the kingdom of God. You could if you thought they were repentant. But if they weren't repentant, you're supposed to slam the door in their face, just like the foolish virgin who stayed foolish, who did not become participants in the body of Christ, that went out and squandered their oil, wasted their oil, and had nothing when the time came. This is one of the big controversies of the time of Christ is their system of Corbin their system of social welfare. It had become a system whereby they were forced to pay into it because they had signed up with the baptism of Herod, and if they didn't pay into it, they could actually be arrested and thrown into jail. They were living by the sword. They were providing for a social welfare system by men who called themselves benefactors but exercised authority one over the other. In Christ, it wasn't to be that way with his church. And what the problem is, is that everybody has gone to the wrong church. Now, this, what this leads to is bondage, entanglements with the world. Entang- entanglements, when it says, you know, be not entangled with the elements of the world. They're talking about, the word world there means constitutional order or system of government. Now, you can have a government, it could even be a constitutional government, but there are certain elements you should not put in that constitution, and we go through that in the book Contracts, Covenants, and Constitutions and explain those four elements that the Bible says should not uh, be permitted in the Constitution. They're prohibitions for the people and for the, and the leader you pick to rule and exercise authority. It is even advised against even having such a leader, but you're allowed to do that. But you should restrict him with constitutional uh, mandates that say he cannot do this, he cannot do that, he cannot do this. And you have allowed every single one of those things to be violated in the United States, in Australia, in Canada, in England, All these places allow in their constitutions that your leaders break every single one of those rules that were laid down back in Deuteronomy. Because you didn't realize, I guess, that the Bible is a book about government. It's about bad government, Nimrod, Cain, Lamech, uh, Pharaoh, you know, the wicked Pharaoh, and uh, even Caesars. And it's about good government, Jesus Christ. Moses, Gideon, uh, these are good guys, Abraham. So I don't care who, or Muslim, or uh, as Hindus, they can trace their origin of their religion back to Abraham. Believe it or not, read the book, Thy Kingdom Come. But they're not, all those religions are doing all kinds of things, but they're not doing the basic precepts upon precepts preached by Abraham, Moses, and Jesus Christ. I don't know a Jewish sect anywhere that is actually doing what Moses said. I, I'm not kidding you. I don't know a Masoretic uh, congregation. 
a Masoretic Jew, someone who accepts Jesus as the Messiah, I don't see them doing what Jesus said. I actually am beginning to see some people that are actually turning that way and trying to work in that direction. That's great. That's called repentance, turning around and going another way. But as far as a actual, I only see this on a congregational basis, I don't see it in any organized church. I see elements of it, but that's not enough. You know, it's kind of like I got almost every ingredient for a chocolate cake here, but some of the ingredients is, is doggy do. And if you're going to mix that doggy do in, it's going to ruin that cake. You're going to have, you know, it's the leaven. Maybe we should use that. You can't put leaven in there. Now, what is that leaven? You know, uh, if you put leaven into the flour mix, it takes over. It puffs up. It, it gets everywhere into the mix. Because you got a little bit of leaven in there. And leaven in itself isn't necessarily a bad thing, but they're talking about this idea you mix a little bit in, it's going to affect the entire uh, system. So one of the questions that comes up whenever I think about Moses comes up because of what Cecil B. DeMille said at the beginning of the movement of Moses back in 1956 when I was sitting there in the Santa Rosa Theater with my grandmother watching it. It says, are men the property of the state or are they free souls under God? This same battle continues throughout the world today. In our chapter on republics in the book Higher Liberty, which is our uh, uh, answer to Romans 13 and and uh, and Peter and, and, and Titus and some of these few quotes that people pull out to say, oh, we're just supposed to do whatever government says. Now, you're supposed to do whatever you have to do according to what government says, but you don't have to do everything a government says, and everybody will admit that. I mean, like if, you know, if the government actually told us to do something against our God-given conscience, then we could disobey it. But in this government, that never happens. It happens all the time in all these governments because they have created systems that are based on coveting your neighbor's goods. And if you look to those benefactors to provide you with one single benefit, and they collect that money by force, you are living by the sword. You are not in a republic, because a republic, the leaders are titular. You you go and read it. Um, here, I'll read out of that uh, the book, Higher Liberty. Uh, some scholars regard the ancient confederation of Hebrew tribes that endured in Palestine from 50 until a monarchy was established in 1020 B.C., as an embryonic republic that would make the ancient Israelite commonwealth the earliest republic in history and one of the oldest democracies except for slaves and women are members of the community had a voice in the selection of their administrators and were eligible for political office. Holy smokes! What political offices? There was no king! They were Levites, public servants, and you paid them according to their service. Is that the way you operate in your government? Do you pay your public servants according to their service, according to what they tell you you owe? You're not in a republic if you have to do what they say as far as contributing to the government. You're in some sort of autocratic system where a few men get to decide what you're going to do today. For the first 20% of the day, you're going to have to work for Caesar, building the pyramid. And it's a pyramid scheme, too, which you're finding out now with your social welfare systems that are going bankrupt. You are building the pyramid, but it's not 20% of the day like it was in the days of Pharaoh. It's 25, 35, 40 Five, maybe 50% of the day because they don't just get you with your daily labor tax they get you with your social security tax that's, that's 14% right there 14 plus 
because your employer, he isn't really taking that out of his pocket. He's taking that out of what he can afford to pay you. It just looks like he's taking it out of his pocket. And then there's income tax, and then there's property tax, and then there's gas tax, and there's sales tax, and more income tax from the state in some states. And then the cost of everything goes up because everybody's got to pay the tax. So the bread costs more. And then there's inflation because they're out there printing more money than really is. You know, I, I, I mentioned it on a show not too long ago. Everybody's worried about the cashless society coming. You already got a cashless society. In the 1800s, if you came in with a note in a store that, and they didn't want to accept it, because they knew a note's not cash. A note's a note. Cash is money. A note is something that is a promise to pay money at some other future date. When you hand them a dollar bill or a $20 bill or a $100 bill, you haven't given them cash. You've given them a note. You already live in a cashless society, and you already, bread has gone from 10 cents a loaf. Actually, you know, at the time of uh, Benjamin Franklin, I think he bought three loaves for two pennies, and they were pretty good-sized loaves. When I was a kid, it was ten cents a loaf. What's it? What's it in your store now? Is bread gone up, or the dollar gone down? Well, the dollar's gone down because you didn't follow the precepts in the book. You didn't. You did. You had diverse weights and measures of what value is, and therefore, what you use as if it were money. What I call spam stuff posing as money. <laughs> you, it's worth what spam is worth. Referring to stuff posing as mail, it's worthless. You just don't know that yet, and people are starting to figure it out. So anyway, are men the property of the state? Yes, they are, and they were in the days of Egypt because the people said, "You take care of us." We will give you 20% of everything we earn, and uh, you will continue to pro provide for our welfare. But Moses came and said, no, let's, let's not do this anymore. Let's repent. You know, they were beginning to repent because the burden got heavier and heavier. And let's go out into the wilderness and serve God. How do you serve God? You tithe to your Levite according to his service, to the minister of your choice according to his service. Now, he does, he's not a mediator between you and God. You know, you tell him, then God, he goes and tells God, that's a bunch of hooey. Who made that up? That's never been the role of the Levite. Levite was to serve the tabernacles of the congregation, the tents of the congregation, because he was the public servant of a government for hundreds of years there, and there were no kings because every man was king in his own castle. He, didn't, he couldn't make up laws like suddenly say, okay, it's okay to kill. Okay, it's okay to steal. It's okay to enrich myself with bearing false witness. All those things were not okay. And we didn't reward those. We could punish those. But also, it wasn't okay to covet your neighbor's goods. And any system that enriches you because you desire your neighbor's good and intend to take away from your neighbor by force. In other words, you've already taken away his right to choose. Now, he may have signed the agreement, and so therefore it's, it's legal to take away from your neighbor, but it's in violation of the Ten Commandments. Everybody says, oh, you have to obey government until it tells you to do something that's in violation of God's commandments. Well, what's not a violation when it comes to coveting your neighbor's goods? Any social welfare system is based on desiring to force your neighbor to pay for what you want. And that doesn't mean just health care. That means public school. That's right. Public school is socialism. 
It is coveting your neighbor's goods. I want free education for my kids, and I'm willing to send men out and force my neighbor. My priests will carry guns and force the contributions of my neighbor to make sure that I get my free education for my children. That's not Christ. That's not Moses. That's not Abraham. That's an abomination before God. You are coveting your neighbor's goods. Repent. So what is a republic? A republic is a commonwealth, that form of government in which the administration of affairs is open to all the citizens. But in another sense, it signifies the state independently of its government. How do you have a state independent of its government? The state has power and authority. Every In every government, the state has power and authority. That, that's what the state is. But what is the state in a republic? If it's independent of its government, its bureaucracy, its public service. The state is the people. The status of the people. If the people are still at liberty the way God created them, the higher liberty, they still have the right to choose. They have maintained their rights as we see in the you know, Eighth and Ninth Amendment of the Constitution, which is something all Americans have failed to do. If they have maintained their rights by maintaining their responsibilities to themselves, to their family, and to their community, then their status determines the nature of the state. And their public servants are independent of that status, and their status is independent of their public servants. If you read in the book, The Covenants of the Gods, Citizen versus Citizen, we see that there are two different kinds of citizenship. And even, I'm using the word citizen in its most general sense as a natural inhabitant of the land with certain inalienable rights, such as life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and marriage. It's listed in there. Independent of its form of government not subject to the administration of government. They are this group that is free of the government that can exercise authority one over the other. Whoa. Was Christ starting a republic? He absolutely was. How does that work out? How did that operate in those days. How did the Republic, because this is what the church was called, a viable Republic in the heart of the Roman Empire, called that by historians. We studied in detail. How did that work? We'll talk about that when we return to Jesus the Kingdom. It first on FirstAmendmentRadio.com and FirstAmendmentRadio.net, around the world and on satellite. Gold and silver is tremendously undervalued. Global demand vastly exceeds mine supply by more than 60% annually. There is little in the financial world more certain than a coming explosion in the prices of gold and silver. The U.S. dollar continues to lose value and respect as the world's reserve currency. Our nation faces challenges on many fronts, and a day doesn't pass without another economist bringing forth warnings of impending economic calamity. 
There has never been a better time than right now to acquire physical gold and silver. Discount Gold and Silver Trading was founded on the principles of truth and honesty. We believe in providing a quality product, quality service, and most importantly, competitive pricing. We provide all forms of precious metals, including American gold, silver, platinum, and rare investment and circulated coins. Silver bars, rounds, and 90% silver bags are on hand for the silver investor. Gold self-directed IRAs are available. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, that's 1-800-375-4188. If you read the history books, the most often asked questions of Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or War of Federal Aggression? John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Past Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free? Or was it a war to enslave us all? Get this DVD and judge for yourself. War of Federal Aggression. Get this DVD presentation for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Call 559-781-3773. The truth seems strange only because we've been indoctrinated with a fiction. War of Federal Aggression. Get it today. You are listening to the Worldwide First Amendment Radio Network. We do not have freedom of speech because the Constitution gives it to us. The Constitutional Amendment was written to keep the government from taking our freedom away. The Creator gave us our rights, but He also gives us the capacity to do evil or usurp the rights of others. Our individual rights end where the rights of another begin. No one has the right to do evil because evil can never be right. Those who would seek to limit your right to speak or hear the truth are the same who seek to subjugate, control, and enslave you. Freedom is not free. Support the Worldwide First Amendment Radio Network by going to firstamendmentradio.com on the Internet and following the instructions there to support us. Thank you for listening. back to Keys of the Kingdom. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of major events coming up here. Uh, this is the Whirlwind Tour that will go through the Midwest and the East Coast, through South Texas, all the way to South Carolina. We're still uh, got a few spaces in here where we can make additional stops. Uh, we're creating more and more stops all the time. If you go to the website, over there on the left-hand column, uh, under events, you'll see tour. Click on that, and it will take you to the schedule that we have uh, kind of written in stone already. But we're making room for other stops more along the East Coast. And uh, I got some flyers today for uh, in the Massachusetts area, and I'm trying to get them so that I can get them up on the net so that you can get that contact information. Uh, we need to... Uh, nail down some more information in the Texas area and find out exactly all the stops that people want us to make there. And we'll be putting those up in the next few weeks. we got to have that all up before I leave. And we'll be in uh, Colorado uh, the end of this month and Omaha the 1st of April and then down to Texas and across to the East Coast. And we will stop in every place that we can along this route, and we can move the route around a little bit, but it's up to you to get a hold of the contact ministers in your area or the ones that are covering your area. And you do that by going to the website, hisholychurch.org, and the drop-down menu, you get to find the contact ministers. You join that local network email group. It's not a burdensome thing to do and they will connect you. Uh, we're going to try to set it up so that uh, if you want to connect and you can't do that, you can send me an email and, or I can get you some contact information for somebody close to where you are and they can fill you in and, and tell you where the meetups are going to be and how to meet up with us and where to go and what the times are and all that because I'm not going to know. It's too much. Uh, 
somebody else is going to know and they're going to handle it because we're the government of the people for the people and by the people we're doing this ourselves uh, I'm not the authority I'm the public servant and so you guys figure out where you want me to be and that's where I'll be and I'll talk to you about the kingdom and a lot of the other things how does this work in today's society we know that a uh, this idea of a pure republic, reading on in the book Higher Liberty, I quote, The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a republic form of government. The United States Constitution did not recre create a republic. I don't know where people got that idea, but they keep repeating that over and over again. A republic is not an indirect democracy. And that is what the Constitution of the United States created. The Union was an indirect democracy, and it was a union not of we the people, but of we the states. And men like, uh, uh, well, a number of different men argued that it shouldn't say we the people. And we the people didn't mean all the people. It was never put to a popular vote. Had it been put to a popular vote, it would have been voted down. Historians agree on that. It was not a popular document. It was not the the thing that made this country great. It wasn't. What makes it great is the people. And the people are falling down on the job. And they are being seduced into the dark side of socialism, which is the road to communism, according to Karl Marx. And that's where you're at. And it didn't start with Obama, bless his heart. It started with you. And it started with your parents and your parents' parents. And I can't do anything about that. That's history. But you can do something about it. You can repent and turn around and start heading back towards a pure republic, which is what Christ was teaching, how a pure republic operated. The term republic, res publica, signifies the state independently of its form of government. So even in the res publica, the state is independent of its form of government. Now, they referred to the Roman Republic under the Caesars as res publica, but originally it was called libera res publica, free from things public. And what, the reason why is because things don't just suddenly jump from not being public to being public. They gradually move in that direction through contracts, covenants, and constitutions. And that constitution, for instance, the constitution in England is not a written constitution, but a compilation of relationships that have been created over the centuries, and whereby they have a queen, they have a parliament. The United States created a Congress and a Senate. Now, those things have changed by amendment and by your actions and other subsequent acts. In the uh, chapter of Citizen versus Citizen, we talk about that. When we mentioned it earlier, that there was a citizenship not subject to the administration of government, where you had the right to marriage, which was not subject to the administration of government. And then there are, there's this otherwise, as distinguished from that, this otherwise defined system of government where you have more, not so much rights as privileges, subject to the administration of government based on the 14th Amendment and other subsequent acts. That's what it says in Black Law Dictionary. This definition, the term res publica, signifies the state independently of its form of government is from Bovier. The other definition was from Black. These are definitions that are telling you what the words mean. People go around and say, yeah, we live in a republic. You don't even know what that word. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. And I'm right because I actually looked it up. It's becoming... But if we go back to the Constitution, it, we would have to use Bovier. And the United States Union, to every state in this union, it says it's actually addressing, guarantees to every state in this union 
a Republican form of government because the Republic was not the United States. The Republic was the individual states. The individual states were republics, and they were republics, none of them were pure republics, but they were more so than what we see anywhere today. Now, a pure republic requires pure religion. Ah, what's pure religion? Pure religion is how you take care of the needy of your society, unspotted by the constitutional order or system of government you create for yourself. Is that what you have? No. You take care of everything from education to health care to welfare to what have you. Very much spotted by the system of government you've created for yourself, and therefore, like the bondage of Egypt, when you looked to the Pharaoh to provide you with the welfare you needed, and you went under his authority, and therefore had to pay in because you were slothful, envious, greedy, and you cast your brother into a pit, you yourself was cast into a pit. If if they had never thrown their brother into the pit, they would have stockpiled wheat and been ready for the famine. Because you have elected men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority, they're stockpiling food for the famine for themselves and not for you because there's a famine coming there always is a famine coming somewhere this is happens to be going to be a pretty big famine I mean all of the you don't have to be a prophet to figure this out no I mean you can just read the paper grain supplies are at all time low in the whole world 30 days and you're out What do you think the riots in Egypt? It wasn't Google was there. You know, CIA was there. That's their job. (laughs) They're supposed to be there. Now, they may not be doing a good job, but, you know, that's what they're they're there. The riots are caused by food. The cost of food has gone up. Tremendously, and, and in those places, sometimes 80% of what you spend in a year is food. That, that's good somebody, something to complain about. Now, there's a lot of other complaints, but that's the straw that broke the camel's back. And you haven't seen nothing yet. We get a few more crop. It was 10 below here in Summer Lake today, this morning. They predicted four below, but it got to ten below. Eleven below in Christmas Valley. You know, they keep using that phrase, global warming. I do not think it means what they think it means. (laughs) There is no global warming due to what man is doing. That's absolutely a crock. Uh, Global warming and global cooling is caused by the sun. The influence of man is minuscule. Now, I'm not saying you should go around and pollute you shouldn't but let's you know the the temperature variations that we've been seeing the fluctuation in weather where you have extreme cold and extreme warmth is caused by the sun which warms the currents which heats the core of the planet which causes volcanoes to go off under the sea which changes the currents to more which pumps up the weather it's all related to the sun sun is driving weather in this country and it's driving it like a gigantic locomotive and if it slows down our weather gets cooler if it speeds up our weather gets warmer that's it in a nutshell and when you pump up that energy you're going to see changes in the weather I've known this since I was 7 years old and looked through the telescope at Bobby Maloney's house and could see those sunspots, I knew this is important. And Jesus said, look for signs in the sun. But the fact is, is we used to have six-year supply of grain in this country. Now we don't. We have 30-day supply of grain in the whole world. And the, and the grain 
commercial interests that are running uh, grain production and storage in this country are just shipping it wherever they can make a buck because they don't love their neighbor as themselves. Now, we actually have connections with some that do. But you need to come together as a society. You need to become that gregarious sheep that cares as much about one another. This is government policy in the kingdom because you're the government in the kingdom. You're the state. We're the public servant. It's that symbiotic relationship that creates a free state. Now, we need to, uh, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it, we need to find those who are willing to walk in the ways of God and take care of one another and forgive one another and give to one another to provide for the social welfare of one another in a FEMA organization based on faith in the time of an emergency where we minister one to another because we love one another as an auxiliary of Christ. That's what we need to do. And in order to do that, we need to form intimate congregations. Not based on philosophical ideals, but based upon the basic precepts of love for one another as Christ loved us. Christ gathered a motley crew and loved them all. But they had to walk a path that was narrow. Now, I mentioned the, the Libra Res Publica that uh, is where we get the word republic from, from the Res Publica, Republica, in matters of the public. So in the matters of your public, do you elect public servants who can exercise authority one over the other but tell you that they're your benefactors? Or do you, in the ways of Christ, elect public servants based upon their service and they are titular leaders who serve the public through faith, hope, and charity and the perfect law of liberty because if it's the former you're not in a republic you're in some other form of government you're not a government of and for the, by the people you're a government of and for and by those rulers who you elect to exercise authority and you got them lined up to do that because you've created these offices of power, men who seek power seek that office. I'm looking for the men who don't want to exercise authority over you, but want to be servants. And in, the fact is, when you talk about, you know, do you want to be a minister of the church, they immediately picture in their minds what they see representing the church today. The ministers, you know, I might as well go up to them and say, would you like to be a Pharisee? And they say, no, I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't want to be a minister of the church. I mean, I, I'm not cut out to be that. Well, absolutely. If I thought you wanted to be a Pharisee, I wouldn't ask you to be a minister of the church. But I look around and I see men serving other men, and I say, hey, you ought to be a minister. Me? Why me? Because you're actually doing what Christ said. These other guys, they're not. They're leading people into bondage. They actually want to exercise authority. And I have ministers telling me, is that, you know, I talk to the other ministers, and they want to regulate every aspect of the congregation's life. Well, they ought to go into politics. In uh, reading... Um, uh, Ruling Powers, a study of the Roman Empire in the 2nd century, it says, Tacitus repeatedly contrasts the Res Publica under the emperors with the pre-Augustus Libera Res Publica, and in the Germania 37, which is something he wrote, encountering the uh, disasters which Germans inflicted upon the Res Publica Romanorum, he distinguishes between the old Res Publica, which he calls the populus Romano, that's when the state of Rome was in the hands of the people, and the new res publica, which he calls Caesar, where the state was in the hands of the government. 
and it was partly, you know, originally the Senate in Rome were just called the old men because they were really counselors. They weren't lawmakers. But as the people wanted more and more benefit from government, the government became lawmakers because every time you give up a responsibility, uh, you give up a right. So if the government has the responsibility to take care of this, this, and this, they have the right to make decisions over that. If you take that responsibility, you have the right to make decisions over that. You're not ready for freedom in this country. People have turned their back on the essence, the substance, the precept of freedom, and have chosen to trample the rights of their neighbor and covet their neighbor's goods and force their neighbor to contribute to their health clinics, to their public schools, to their welfare system, and therefore they are caught in that same net. Which I was reading earlier on Blog Talk in Romans, in uh, Blog Talk in uh, Proverbs 1. Start around verse 14. About consenting not. Let's have one purse. They're talking socialism here. So anyway, that old Respublica hardly had the mixed constitution with streamers assigned it and which actually never can exist, but it was something greater and majestic which lives on as a glorious memory in a mean age. Never can exist. It can exist. That's why it is a memory. Uh, that's what early Israel was. Yeah, they, they fell away from those precepts rather quickly. That's what the early church was, and some of them fell away also, but really the downfall of the church began with Constantine in earnest anyway, because Constantine created a church that did not require us to repent. Some of that, what they did is they allowed people, let's go back to at the time of Jesus in Judea. They had a social welfare system. Most of the people had signed up for it. There were a few holdouts uh, amongst people like the Essenes and then what you would call the Ravens, the people who just kind of live on the outskirts of society, the, you know, the, the ones who don't become a part of anything. And uh, they had this social welfare system that you had to pay into, and it was called Corbin. And it was the Corbin of the Pharisees, and it made the Word of God to none effect. Jesus came along and created a Corbin system based on faith, hope, and charity, not upon compelled offerings and uh, signed-up corporate membership that Herod had created. And Christians began to go over to that. And they could do that because Jesus Christ was the king, and he was the rightful heir to the throne, and he could fire any money changers in the temple, the porters of the temple, who would not go along with not forcing the contributions. That's all about that, not carrying the vessels of blood. He's giving commands in there. He's sitting in the royal treasury commanding and teaching the ministers of the royal treasury how to operate. That's what the Greek says, royal treasury. And uh, he's the king. And it's working. But a lot of guys don't like it because they're losing power. They made a ruling in their Congress, their Sanhedrin, that said that if you want the baptism of Jesus and you get the baptism of Jesus as opposed to the baptism of Herod, you're out. So anybody who would get the baptism of Christ was literally opting out. They had the permission of that modern pharisaical pharaoh a pharisaical federal pharaoh to opt out. And John the Baptist and the Essenes and Jesus Christ and the apostles had been creating a network of that alternative system whereby when you opted out, there was still a social service network called the church that was there to help you through hard times. So... They opted out on Pentecost when they went all and got the baptism of Jesus Christ by the thousands. Because when they got that baptism, they were out. Now we got people like Ron Paul getting standing ovations and cheers 
from people when he talks about opting out. Never can take one of those benefits. Again, you can't eat at their table anymore. But you have set the table of the Lord based on faith, open charity. Now, you're going to get a lot of people that want to opt out of the system, but they don't want to take care of anybody but themselves. They don't love their neighbor as themselves. They're not going to walk the narrow path of righteousness. They're just about themselves. Because the major problem in America today is selfishness. And that's why they've had to hire a police force to force the contributions of the people. Is because people don't care about the widows and orphans. I had a rich guy who was talking about supporting our ministry, and he and he helped out a little bit, uh, you know, years ago. But he, you know, a little bit goes a long way with us because we don't have much of a support. And you know, I kept talking about it. You got to form these congregations. You got to take care of one another. You know, and he he said to me directly, right out, "What do I care about the widows and orphans? What have they ever done for me?" And, I mean, people will tell you where their heart really is at when you come to them and tell them. You know, I've had people say, you know, God destroys, I build up. Because bad things always seem to happen to that guy. And he thinks that God is causing this, but I'm the one who will build it back. Boy, the vanity of that. Get away from that kind of stuff. And see, I didn't, I wasn't enforcing that in my own life. I was just forgiving everybody. And I still forgive them. But it says from such turn away, and we have to turn away. We have to we have to shut the door to the virgin who doesn't want to be a part of the system, but doesn't also want to be a part of the kingdom. Because we have to focus on the kingdom and the ways of righteousness, and tend to those weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy, and faith. That's what Christ said. The law. Why? Because Christ was preaching the government. And we need to be doing the same. And I'll see you on the whirlwind tour. For those of you who make it, I'll see you on top you. God bless. You've been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net.